0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grab Life by the Controller podcast. Today, we are speaking with a special guest about something that is near and dear to hopefully all of us. So, why don't we just get into it? Why don't we grab life by the controller? Ladies and gentlemen, this episode has been over a year in the making. I have been trying to hook up with my current guest, like since early 2019. Uh, Schedule conflicts, real life has happened, but we are so excited to finally have the tomorrow night on the program. What is happening, BBKF? How
1: goes it, my beautiful blue-eyed BBKF?
0: Dude, it is so good to have you on the program this morning. Thank you so much for taking the time and and just prepping and, and talking with me. And I just want to let my, my listeners know that I am honestly ecstatic right now to have you on the program.
1: I am so pumped and honored to be here. Like you said, we've been trying to do this for... Well over a year, I still have notes from the podcast we discussed back in February of 2019, so I still have all those notes, and like you said, we've just had these scheduling issues and priority things come up where we just can't match our schedules, and I'm glad that we finally got it to sync.
0: Well, and the fun thing about that is we were going to talk about Crash Bandicoot, because the tomorrow night... He, he's previously known as Maggot. So if you ever hear previous episodes where, you know, I, I talk about Maggot, this is the guy. Uh, this guy actually started a challenge between myself, Old Switch Gamer, uh, C Primetime, Time, uh, I believe the gaming power-ups got in on it, and, like, even Peaches got in on it. It was mm-hmm. the Road to Nowhere Challenge. And it Man. was all because of him. He put me through hell. <laughs> if you guys don't know that level, it is absolutely insanity on the original PlayStation. Uh, we were playing it on the remastered version of Crash on the PS4. And it, it made for some great moments between a whole group of streamers. It brought us all together, gave us something to you know, look forward to, because it's a single-player game, but it added a competitive nature to it.
1: it. It was a very interesting and difficult challenge because it's, it's infamously known as one, is the, one of the most difficult levels in the original Crash game. And the Crash game, the first one, is the most challenging of the original Naughty Dog trilogy. And just to see all of us kind of rally, I, I believe it started with you, me, Kirk, and Old Switch Gamer... And then it just continued to branch out more and more people were like, wow, this looks really fun. And to see us all kind of come together and meet new people that, like, you know, you're connected to, but I'm personally not. So I got to connect to people and we got to watch and just, you know, poke fun, but also root for at the same time. And I, I think we should try to find another challenge like that because it was a hell of a time.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm definitely down. Now, I don't know if you remember, but... I'm going to give a little bit of history between the Tomorrow Night and myself. So when I started Instagram, it it was on a wing and a prayer. Like, I I didn't know who all would be interested in my stuff and what I had to say. You know, it was promoting a podcast that was brand new. I'd, I'd never done any type of public speaking before. And, you know, Peaches just told me, go for it. You love something, you're passionate, just put it out there and see how people respond. So I did that, and then I started streaming, because she's like, if you're playing games for the podcast anyways, you might as well stream too, you know? Dual function. I'm like, sweet. So then I started tying the streaming into Instagram, and I was doing some research on some hashtags to do to increase my visibility. And then one day I was like... I need to actually look at this stuff and see who's, you know, posting, adding the same tags. And one of them was this unknown-to-me person named Maggot. And so the funny thing was you were announcing that you were currently live and that you were a small streamer, you were trying to hit affiliate or something. I, I can't remember exactly what the post was. Clicked into it, you were playing Madden. And I sat there for a little bit, I was at work, and I just liked the way that you were talking about the game that you were playing, and why you were playing it, what you were trying to accomplish, you were opening some packs, you were explaining what the cards did, or whatever, I'm not a big huge Madden fan, so I don't know anything about the game, but you were entertaining enough to me that it made me smash that follow button. I I don't know if you ever knew how I found you or why I stuck around. Like, from the very first moment, you engaged me, and I appreciated that.
1: I I actually uh, had no idea how you found me, but I do remember uh, our early interactions. You're actually the first um, repeat streamer that I've had conversations with. Um, So early on, a game like Madden attracts... In my experience, I don't want to say for everybody's, but in my experience, it attracts a toxic community. So people would come in and challenge you to a match, and if you were in the middle of something, they would be extremely toxic and leave. So at that point in streaming, I was still really early on. I was getting discouraged, and I wasn't looking at the game I was playing, but I was just getting discouraged. And then you came along, and you were the first streaming buddy I would say that I'd ever made. And then from there, I mean, you and I text quite often. We play games together. So... I can't tell you how much you as not only supporting me means, but you as a friend means to
0: me. Right there, ladies and gentlemen, that is the power of gaming. Like, I talk about it all the time, but it doesn't even have to be the game. Like, I don't know much about foosball, because foosball's the <laughs> devil. <laughs> but I enjoy interacting with good people. I love supporting good people, and honestly, tomorrow night, is cream of the crop. Like, like he said, we text. We're, we're bromies. I mean, like, I, I don't know where I would be, honestly, without you. Like, we, we talk about serious stuff. We talk about just hilarious stuff. We talk about gaming stuff. Gaming is so much more than whatever we are playing on whatever console, PC, whatever. Like, this is what I am trying to promote. Like, just good moments, great people, you know, fond memories that we share. So, with that in mind, we are going to be talking about gaming memories. And, you know, games that mean a lot to us, the stories behind them, it's going to be pretty in-depth, I think. So, what would be one of the games that you have the most fond memories of
1: the game that i have the most fond memories of and i may be biased in my top 10 or top 50 if i were listing out my games but this game since i've played it has never changed from my number one game of all time and you and i have talked about this and you've played this game because of me and you liked it and i can't tell you how much it means to watch someone else play a game that you love And that's one of the other pros of streaming. You get to watch people you've now become friends with. You get to watch them play, and you get to help, and you get to see them enjoy it. And that game would be Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. That game was one of, if not the first game that I remember playing and actually being wowed. I mean, I loved Spyro and Crash uh, on PS1. That was my first console memories, being Spyro and Crash. But Jack and Daxter was the first game I looked at as a whole, and I just went, wow, th- this is what I want to do. And because of that game, and I actually wrote about it in my college entry letter, uh, that was the game that made me go to college for graphic design and minor in game studies and game design. It was solely because of that game. And it it was such a weird way that I got that game because nowadays with, with the internet and social media and texting, I can send you a text and be like, hey, did you see this game? And you can go, no, you go check out a trailer and you know about it. But this game, I knew nothing about it. And my mom one day just went to the store, came back with it and said, hey, this looked like a game you might like. Here it is. I looked at it and I was like, I've never heard of this thing. And I popped it in and from the moment that beautiful, beautiful, nostalgic PS2 opening sound happens, I was instantly
0: in love. So you mentioned you played the original PlayStation, like Mm -hmm. Crash and Spyro. Is that what like your introduction to gaming was
1: introduction to gaming at least as far as i can remember my earliest gaming memories is ps1 so crash and spyro are the ones that have always stuck with me so i will always have a nostalgic attachment to them um, i played other games you know the spider-man games the spawn games uh, but my my strongest gaming memories are between the ps1 and the ps2 so it'd be between crash and spyro for ps1 Uh, which I'll talk about Crash a little later, some of my uh, memories with that. But the PS2 is where I really, really, really hit that stride of Jack and Daxter being my number one, then Ratchet & Clank and Sly Cooper and Madden,
0: uh, Guitar Hero. One of the things that I think is great about the PS2, when I got mine, for the first time ever, i did not have to sell off my games that's a big step like backwards compatibility like from the ps2 going forward that has been a huge thing with me like it always made me sad as a kid when my folks would be like okay well Santa Claus brought you a Super Nintendo, so it's time to get rid of the, the original Nintendo because you don't need two consoles. You're not going to play both. Uh, so to be able to play games on my PS2 that I have fond memories of in my original PlayStation, that that to me made that system more than I think Sony ever like intended. Uh, I didn't have the chance to play Jack and Daxter until... I think I was 36, 37, somewhere in there, because I'm older. I'm 38 right now. And I played it, like you said, based on your recommendation. Uh, I love playing games that have history to my friends. I I love to experience kind of through their eyes. And I didn't know how I was going to feel when I first started it. You had given me some stories. You were there in, in streams helping to guide me and i've I've always expressed that my my thoughts about twitch are it's the modern day equivalent to two buddies sitting in front of a tv and one one has information and they share it and you progress together it's kind of a team effort even though it's a solo game and to be able to have you there cheering me on supporting me helping to guide me like that game will forever have a special place in my heart just because you're my homie and it meant something to you and you were right there with me cheering me on so that in itself is one of the gaming memories that I will always cherish now that being said is there a specific reason story-wise graphic-wise anything that makes it like so special to you
1: it's not, if I'm look, taking off my nostalgia glasses here, it's not It's not the story, because the story as a whole is a fairly simple story. So it didn't do anything groundbreakingly amazing. It was more the graphics and the seamlessness of going from uh, world to world. No load screen, no load times. It was just so seamless. So it, it didn't ever take me out of that immersion, whereas... You know, some games you hop in a ship and it queues you up for the next world and you've got to wait, especially on a PS2, you've got to wait a few minutes for it to load. Whereas this, it was just so seamless. I had no point ever had to put down the controller and wait for it to load and think about anything. I just got to purely, with raw emotions, enjoy it all the way through. And I think that's what made me fall in love with it, It was this fantastical world that I never had or was never forced to take a break
0: from I didn't even think about that and, and looking back on my gaming experience with it that's huge like I, I guess because I didn't play it till I was you know older and I had been exposed to other games that were like that I didn't realize what it did.
1: It was a massive achievement, and, and as far as, you know, a 3D action platformer goes, it didn't do anything gameplay-wise that changed. I mean, you had Mario 64 at the time. Shortly after, you had Ratchet & Clank. You'd already had Spyro, so you'd already had franchises come out and make a good, solid action platformer. So, it, to me, it was never—I mean, the gameplay, of course, was fun, or else I wouldn't have played it, but it, it wasn't necessarily the gameplay that hooked me. It's just this immersion, Uh like— Uh, comparable to you i had never played mario 64 until i started on the stream the other day i was never a nintendo kid so i'm playing it on my switch for the first time and i'm absolutely loving it and but it has those load times and that is chalked up to you know software limitations of the time but it has those load times long enough for me to kind of be pulled out of the immersion and not that that hinders my my enjoyment with it but that's why Jack and Daxter, I think, will always be my number one, because that's the first game that I
0: truly felt a part of. Now you bring up Mario sixty four in load times. Mm-hmm. I I play it well, I don't play it. I played it on my modded Xbox. It's one of the games that's loaded on there for me. Ooh. And I couldn't get into it just because I'm using an Xbox controller. Yeah. And as much as I hate the trident, at least the trident, you know, I I could adjust the camera angles with the, what is it, the C buttons, the yellow arrows. hmm And it is wicked hard on the uh, on the Xbox controller just because it's not optimized for that. Yeah. Um, so I I don't think I ever got far enough to realize that there were load times, and I think it's weird that there would be load times on a cartridge yep that's crazy yep. I, I never realized that that was the uh big discussion
1: you know cds you could fit more information but you would always have that load time versus a cartridge you just
0: you shouldn't now going to the playstation one and i didn't know this until i got the uh the requiem collection for Castlevania on the PS4. Mm-hmm. In my all-time favorite game, Symphony of the Night, there are little hallways that you walk through. That is your loading screen. On the original uh, PlayStation 1, while you're walking through this hallway, uh, in the middle, there's an icon. And I guess it was typically a spinning disc. And that's what they did to keep you immersed so you wouldn't you know, detract from moving from room to room and to me that was a genius way of doing it you know i I was spoiled on my ps4 everything (laughs) was downloaded so i didn't have to wait for everything to load but that that's a huge thing that a lot of us don't think about when we're playing games now is is the way that the loading time back on previous systems would take away from your experience it's something we often forget and I mean,
1: growing up now or, you know, playing games now, we're, we're spoiled. Like, I have the five, even though I've had some issues with mine, but the load times, I mean, I was playing Spider-Man Miles Morales, and it's, I mean, it's not even half a second before I'm already swinging after a fast travel. Uh, but g- going back to what you said about the Symphony of the Night, the hallways, early games, I would say about that era... They started to get smart and realize if they put you in a very simplified area, they could go ahead and load on the, the back end what you're going to. And that's what Jack and Daxter did with the uh, Zoomer levels. So basically, it's similar to the hallway. So you would be driving through the Zoomer level, and that is your loading screen. So on the back end of development, it would be loading the next world.
0: That's genius. And, and it's honestly something that nowadays we take for granted. Because the the hardware nowadays can push everything to the extreme, where PS1, PS2, even PS3, and into PS4, uh, you were still super limited. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I say the PS4 because the Spider-Man game that came out on PS4, there were still load screens. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they were pretty quick for what they were because that game is huge. There's a ton of information to be loading in. So obviously they they couldn't hide it as much as they wanted. They still did their best and they they did a great job, but like I I've, I've never sat and thought about loading time in this capacity until talking with you. It sounds like such
1: a spoiled thing to say that we have load times and it's great that we've gotten to that point in gaming where we can complain about insignificant things like that. But it's crazy how much of a difference it makes between playing, you know, a PS four, late PS four game or a PS five game and then going back and playing a sixty four or a PS one game, how big of a difference we have. I mean, even from like you brought up Spider Man, even from Spider Man on PS four to playing the same remastered Spider Man on PS five. I think they gave out the official stats. The load time for the PS4 was like seven or eight seconds. And then on PS5, it was like point something seconds.
0: It, it's crazy.:
1: Yeah, it, it's crazy how in, in just a matter of seven years between the launch of the PS4 to the 5 or the Xbox uh, One to the Series X, how quickly we have changed and, uh, and adapted. And it's great to see technology continue to push forward because as we grow up, we have less and less time to play games. And you don't think a loading time is that important, but when you're wasting seven to eight seconds for a loading screen, or to queue up a cutscene, you're losing minutes and minutes of gameplay. And and this is just more accessible to those of us growing up and having less time to experience the things that we love.
0: Now, I'm going to pop in a story right here. It's going to absolutely change what we're talking about. But it needs to be said I, I have talked about you know my interaction early stages with tomorrow night and one of my fondest gaming memories with him is all because of Friday the 13th <laughs> if you've been around if you've followed my stream if you've followed his stream you know we're, we're a gaming family like everyone in our group We've got the utmost respect for, we've got similar interests, not just in gaming, but like music, like recreational activities, you know, what we do in our daily lives, uh, goals that we want to accomplish. And we're all like-minded individuals who kind of push each other to be our, our best versions of ourselves. And when we play Friday the 13th, I can't do that. I am such a squealy Pete that it is ridiculous. We we started a tradition, and it was me. I believe Kurt got in on it. V uh, Track, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a handful of people that just want to have fun. I believe Peaches has been on it, in mm-hmm. on it, and one one game you were. You were Jason. And you know how to use the abilities. Uh, (laughs) You know how to teleport. You know how to, you know, just make it so there's weird noises coming in my headset that just raises my anxiety through the roof. (laughs) And you teleported by me. I ran away. And then I hid so I could regain some of my stamina. And then I got up to run and you had teleported like again close near me and then you were able to throw a throwing knife or whatever it is and stick me and it's clipped and i screamed <laughs> like that that is a thing about the way that we interact and i mean you're laughing your butt off i i can't hear you because the the chat is muted between the uh the the killer and the survivors uh-huh. or you know the victims whatever you want to call because I didn't survive very often and I did not know like how much you were giggling about it until I watched the clip and like to me that just added to the experience because you were enjoying yourself I was somewhat enjoying myself through all the anxiety that I was going through because I don't know that game I don't know how to get away from it The only reason why I had it is it was free, and it was something that we could play in a group, and that is honestly one of the memories that I'll I'll take to the grave with me from the PS4, just because we were having such a blast. I think we played for, what, like two hours? Oh, yeah. And it was like nonstop entertainment. Like, we were all entertained. Like, no matter who the killer was, who the the victims were, it was just a good time. There was no toxicity, no hard feelings, you know, everyone was just there to enjoy each other's company. And it, it was seriously one of the most fun experiences I've had online gaming with a big group of friends.
1: Friday the 13th is actually on my list of things that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned, because like you said, that'll go down as one of my favorite PS4 memories, and it's weird that we categorize them by console, but I do the same exact thing. When I think of the PS4, that's one of the top games that pops into my head because, I mean, we had everybody, and I'm sorry if if we forget to name anybody, but, I mean, we had everybody. You, me, Peaches, Kirk, uh, the gaming power-ups, Trek. Uh, I think we had Jason one time for one of his charity streams. Um, uh, I might be blanking on some other ones, and, again, I apologize But I I remember one day we were were really trying to plan this out and we were trying to coordinate between everybody and we all have select windows in which we can play and we had to line it up to when people were off of work that day or they were off for the day. And I remember, I think it was the gaming power-ups couldn't play until later, but I think you got to play one match with them and then you had to go. It was late for Kirk, so he had to go. So then me and the gaming power-up stayed on, and we played another couple matches. And even though we had these scheduling issues, we just made it work so we could game, even if it wasn't with everybody. We made it work, and I think we played it... I played it at least that day for four to six hours total just with a rotating group of people. And that that one kill that, that you're discussing was probably one of my top two memories of that game. The other one being uh, I was getting a little cocky because every time I found somebody, it was always you first. And this was when we were in the party chat with one another, but we were muting our mics as opposed to going to game chat. And so I could hear you scream. And one time I found you and I was like, I was cocky. I was like, I've killed Donnie every time. This is This is it. I'm going to get him here again. And I can't remember if you threw a firecracker down or you hit me and you stunned me. And I just remember your reaction. I mean, you were just over the top yelling like, yeah, take that. And then you ran away. (laughs) And I don't think I found you until the end of the game or you survived. I can't remember.
0: I I think on that one, I actually made it out. The cops came and that was one of the only uh, games that I survived in. I think you're right. And I think you earned bragging rights on that one. Now, speaking of you always going for me, I remember remember one game we were playing, and I was dead first. And you were chasing everybody else around, and you got down to one guy. The one guy was wearing a varsity jacket, and he Uh would dive in through windows, and then would dance on you. I have never laughed so hard in my entire life because he was having a blast just taunting oh, yeah. and teasing you and you were getting so frustrated <laughs> because every time you'd be right there to get him he'd dive through a window and then dance on you what
1: made it even worse is it wasn't anyone from our group
0: and no we it, it was some one random. Or two people
1: and yeah it was some random guy and uh, you guys were just cackling it up just having a great time and I was just getting so annoyed by this. I think I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to walk away and see if he comes out. I'm tired of this.
0: Oh, man. Dude, seriously, I'm just over here smiling just thinking about it. Like, that brings back some of the best memories because, like, gaming is great. Gaming with friends is even better. And it gives you experiences and memories to just cherish for as long as you can remember them. Yeah,
1: I've gotten some things on my list and they weren't on there because you know the single-player experiences, they were mainly on there because of who I played them with and how often we played them. I mean, games like I mentioned earlier, Guitar Hero, uh, Crash Bash, Army of Two, Borderlands, Left 4 Dead, Halo 3, Call of Duty, World at War, and Modern Warfare 2 are some of the best co-op and multiplayer experiences I have that when I think of gaming, I'm primarily a single-player gamer. Uh, That's what I prefer, and I know you are for the most part because you play a lot of retro games. But just when you think back on gaming, I think of more, not necessarily the game itself, but the experiences that have come from it, and the laughs and the growing close together as friends or family or whomever you played with. And it, it becomes this weird, nostalgic thing that you wouldn't think you know, not having played games or talking to someone that doesn't play games that they wouldn't think gaming could create this kind of wholesome, fun experience between multiple people. And and it's just great that we can find this common ground, especially with it being so accessible today. You know, I can hop on my PlayStation, invite you to a party, and we can be chatting even though we live several states away. And we can be playing a game and just laughing it up. You can laugh at me, you know, getting looped by a guy on a window over and over and dancing on me. And it's just an amazing thing that we have access to now.
0: Now I'm I'm going to change gears real fast just because you brought up Guitar Hero.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the reasons that I love Guitar Hero so much. My my musical taste has evolved uh, drastically throughout my life. My parents grew up blasting. Uh, Moody Blues, uh, The Carpenters, The Judds, uh, Beatles, Led Zeppelin. Uh, My mom hated Rush and Jimi Hendrix, but my dad loves them and blasted (laughs) them all the time. Not despite her, but because he was unashamed to like what he liked. And I took their, their musical taste and then I was exposed to stuff through my friends at school. And I, I picked up the guitar when I was 14, and I I fell in love with it. Uh, I played bass, guitar, drums. And then when Guitar Hero came out on PS2, I didn't know what to think about it. Uh, you know, it had a strummer bar instead of strings. It had, you know, the the red, yellow, orange, blue, green keys. And I was like, that's... Kind of how you'd put your fingers, but not really how you'd put it. And I didn't want to play it because I didn't want to mess up, you know, what I had figured out on a real guitar. Well, Guitar Hero 3 comes out, and I want it from a radio station. I, I want it for my PS3. So I, I popped it in, I started playing it, and my kids were like, ooh, what's this song? I like this song. This song sounds neat. And so I started playing it with my kids and any chance we got to play me and my daughters, um, uh, it, it was just my two oldest at the time. Cause you know, ages and time, but they were extremely interested in the music that I liked for the first real time. Uh, their mom didn't care for my music, you know, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Guns N' Roses, Matchbook Romance, Dragon Force, uh, Megadeth, Beastie Boys, because she grew up listening to country. And so to her, it was just crap. But I loved it. It has progressive guitar in it, solos, high energy, and to watch my kids enjoy it and experience it with me, that that's memories that my, my kids will never understand how much they mean to me. And we've got my game room downstairs. We've got a game room that has an Xbox One in it for the kids. It's Pugs. Then we've got the upstairs that has a Retron 5 and a Wii. And then we've got our bedroom that has the PS2, PS1 Classic. Uh, used to have the Switch, but we brought it down here. And when my kids saw the Wii in the front room... They asked if we had Guitar Hero. I did. And I had picked up two guitar controllers for five bucks a piece at uh, a local thrift store. We grabbed the Wiimotes, we threw batteries in them, and it it was a flashback to a time where my kids and I would just sit there and have a blast. Like six years have gone by since my kids and I have experienced Guitar Hero in that way. And we just picked up right where we left off with nothing to stop us. Uh, My kids to this day, whenever they come over, like for Thanksgiving, we played Guitar Hero a ton. Peach has played Guitar Hero, uh, mostly in the arcades and stuff. Um, So she enjoys it. She's got memories with it. And it's something that ties our whole family together because I don't know if a lot of listeners know, uh, especially if you're coming in on the, the newer episodes, but we're a blended family. I brought in four kids. She brought in three kids. Um, we're, we're not each other's first spouses. You know, She's my, my second and last. She's my forever. And for us to have something that can tie us together through video games, that, that's, that's incredible.
1: I 100% agree with that. And I have similar uh, experiences with Guitar Hero being my stepfather and I. I had a blended taste of music, everything from, you know, my mom, my dad, my stepdad, my stepmom, and, you know, going to school, like you said, and talking to friends and finding music. And I was always more of a old school, uh, 80s, 90s, uh, hair metal, new metal, grunge. And I started to find my own taste, you know, from 2000s on, but Guitar Hero, Grand Theft Auto and Madden, I would say, are like the top um, influencers on on my music taste because I played them so much. And I found all these new songs on my own. So it wasn't someone saying, hey, you should listen to this. This was me forming my own opinion by listening or playing it on Guitar Hero and going, wow, I really like this song. So because of that game i'll always have a fond memory not only of playing it but of helping me discover what i like and i mean we we played the hell out of it i mean we played hours and hours and hours of guitar hero played through it i think we stopped uh about world tour which is ps3 we stopped about there uh but so many hours i don't want to say wasted because it was just growing together i mean I played it with friends. I played it with cousins. I played it with close relatives. And I think that'll be one of those weird games that even though it's kind of died off as far as new entries, I think it will always be one of those games that people who played it will always talk about. And and like you experienced years later uh, with the Blended family coming about, then, then they played it and you played it together and formed new memories. So I think Guitar Hero will just be one of those Weird games that even though new mo- or new games aren't coming out, we'll still talk about it with our kids or our grandkids or our relatives, and they'll have not experienced it. So we'll just break it out and we'll just waste hours and, and form new memories with it. You wanna know something uh,
0: crazy about Guitar Hero? Hit me with it. So when Peaches and I first started dating, she was an Xbox 360. Uh, I lived in my parents' basement. I was just getting back on my feet after, mm-hmm. you know, a divorce and all that stuff. And she loved me so much, she went out and bought a PS4. And she got, you know, PS Plus. And one of the very first games that she bought for her PS4 was Guitar Hero Live. Mm-hmm. The thing about that game... Is we went out, I, I was with her, we went to Sam's Club, we bought the Black Ops 3 edition. Uh, not the, the PlayStation itself, but it came with the game. And she wasn't really into that, but it had zombies, so she was excited because I was excited that I could play zombies with her. But she's like, they've got this Guitar Hero game, if I got it, would you play it with me? I'm like, <laughs> heck yeah, let's do it. Like, from the very beginning of her and I getting together in gaming, it's been Guitar Hero. Now, that that entry is probably the weakest, in my opinion. They absolutely changed everything about the button scheme yeah. on the neck. And it made it, quote-unquote, more realistic with fretting. Uh, but it took away from the kind of arcade aspect of it. And, you know, you're, you're playing to a recorded crowd. You've got, you know, a recorded stagehand. You know, it's like playing a movie, kind of. But with the the Guitar Hero theme. And we couldn't get into it. We couldn't figure out how to, you know, do split screen and stuff as easily as you could on the PS3 and with earlier entries. So there's always been... Guitar Hero with Peaches and I from the very beginning and that's one of the reasons you know my my parents got it that's how big this game was so I enjoyed playing it with my dad like I said I played it with my kids like Guitar Hero is like Tetris because you'd get non-gamers that were playing Tetris and you'd get non-gamers that were playing Guitar Hero because it was simplified enough And it had the the songs that people remembered and that sparked memories, you know, for them. And it just became this huge ordeal. And so for me to have that and have so many great experiences with it, like, it's one of the games that will always be at the top of my list. Not necessarily for, you know, gameplay or innovation or anything like that, but just for the multiplayer experience. I... I feel the
1: same way about it. It it will always be at the top of my thoughts when I think of video games. I mean, my dad, he used to be a gamer, and he always tells this story, and it always cracks me up. Uh, he would play games, he said, up until the point where I could beat him in, on Madden, and then it was like a handing off of the torch, like, here you go, son, this is yours now. And he he really hasn't played games since, and... On the weekends when I would go to see him, I would take my PlayStation and I'd be like, hey, there's this thing called Guitar Hero. And he, he knew about it, but he had never played it because he doesn't play games anymore. And, you know, a few weeks here and there, I'd try to convince him and he wanted to go out and do things with me. And then finally I, I broke him down and I was like, let's just play a couple songs. That's all I want to do. And we played it. And I remember I think this is where he started to form his dislike of Avenged Sevenfold was because I bought the DLC pack. I believe it was on Rock Band 2 I think we'll just say Rock Band 2 I believe it was Rock Band 2 and I just I played almost easy like over and over and over and he was like can we play another song I (laughs) "I really I really want to keep playing this and he was like okay well you can play it I'll just watch and it was just it was nice to get another gaming memory because some of my earliest gaming memories have been with him because he was the one that had the PS1 and the PS2 and the uh, Sega Saturn, and he was the one that got me into gaming. And like you said, as soon as I could beat him on Madden, it was like, he was like, all right, I'm, I'm too old for this stuff. And then he handed it off to me and I inherited everything. And so it was just nice to get that one last moment. And it was cool that Guitar Hero was the one that blended, you know, a, an old school metalhead 80s. And, and like you said, it brings back these memories of music from, from a different era. Of music and it was just cool to get to relive gaming memories with my dad as I got older
0: I've got to say something real fast because when you said that you played uh, almost easy on repeat Mm -hmm. it it reminded me of something that just barely happened uh, with me, my daughters and my parents when I was in junior high I got a bass guitar for uh, my birthday one year and me and my friends, we formed a band. They would come over to my house and we would practice in my room all the time. Uh, Nirvana's Nevermind was <laughs> very popular. And so me and my friends, we sat in my room and we learned that entire album from front to back. We, we could play anything. You spit out a song and without hesitation, we could play it perfectly. My my daughter recently brought her guitar to my folks' house. Uh, my dad's got a Les Paul, and so I told my daughter, "I'm like, bring your guitar. We'll we'll jam. I'll teach you some stuff." And so I'm I'm trying to teach her some stuff, and my mom's like, "Holy crap! This is a flashback to the old mm-hmm. house where you and your friends would sit in the room and just work on a song for hours and hours and hours, the same song, and my ears would bleed." Yeah. And My daughter started laughing. I started laughing. I'm like, okay, that takes me back. So I'm going to teach you some Nirvana right now (laughs) just to drive my parents insane.
1: (laughs) I I feel like every musician goes through that because I played guitar for a few years and then I moved on to vocals. And with guitar, mine was Sweet Dreams, the cover by Manson. I just played it on over and over until I could get it down. And then when I got into a band in high school and we got a little more serious, as opposed to, you know, your middle school bands where you're just hanging out and chumming around, I, we got more serious in high school. And ours was dig up, her, uh, dig up Her Bones by The Misfits. We just played it over and over to get it down. And that, that's probably one of my fondest while we're on the topic of music. One of my fondest music memories is as a band, while we wrote music, we only played one live show and it was a house show. And it was a Halloween show, and that was one of the songs that we had practiced, I mean, for probably a year, year and a half, just adding it to the list of things that we could play. And it was
0: just so surreal to finally get to play it in front of people. See, and the funny thing about that, you bring up the Misfits. I I ended up going separate ways from my friends that I played, you know, in a band with, Mm -hmm. and... I, I was always into hockey, skateboarding, guitar, and video games. And they kind of went off into other avenues uh, that, that some kids get into. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say what it was, but I think you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave and, it there. And so one of my friends, we call him Jeebus Austin. Uh, we get Jeebus from The Simpsons, obviously. He He was what got me into The Misfits. Like, I, I knew it was quote-unquote skater music, you know, skater punk rock and stuff. I, I knew that it influenced Metallica, which I was heavy into, so I was willing to to get into it. And I ended up playing Helena while mm-hmm. he would sing. And my mom absolutely hated that, just because, like, the first lyrics are, if I cut off your arms and I cut off your legs, would you still love me? Anyways, and my mom's like, this song is horrendous. <laughs> And that was a song that we went over and over and over just that song, just to get his vocals right with my guitar. And I I don't think my mom realizes that because you didn't hear a bass. You didn't hear two guitars. You didn't hear, you know, a singer. We never had a drummer at my house when we were practicing, but you know, it, it was always Nirvana or Foo Fighters, something like that. Uh, and luckily, like I said, everything ties back into Guitar Hero because all of those songs are there. And if my mom is watching us play, then it sparks a memory with her. That's when you know you have something powerful is even if you're not playing and you hear it, it still sparks a memory. And it's
1: great that gaming can give us these memories. And like you said, not necessarily, the you know, thinking back to a game. But just thinking of these real life memories, uh, when I think of jack and daxter i don't I don't necessarily just think of the game. I think of the fact that my mom went out of her way, she was at the store and she saw something and thought of me, and she just bought it on a whim and I think about you know getting into college writing about this game. My paper was talking about how much this game wowed me from uh, at the time a graphical standpoint, and the load times and just the the immersive world so When I think of games, I don't just think of gaming memories. I think of real life experiences, you know, gaming with you guys playing Friday the 13th, uh, playing Borderlands with you guys, playing Guitar Hero with my family, playing uh, Halo with somebody staying up late uh, after school, not doing homework, blowing off homework, staying up till one, two in the morning. It's weird how gaming not only gives us these experiences and memories, but these
0: ties to real
1: life moments.
0: See, and the good thing about this, the the important thing to take away from this is while I'm listening to your memories, it's sparking memories for me. Because you talk about your mom going and getting Jack and Daxter. It, it reminds me of my story where my mom knew I loved Street Fighter. I, I pumped so many quarters in the arcade across the street mm-hmm. from my house. I, I borrowed it from my friend Brett and played it all the time. And my mom went out and bought me Clay Fighter. Because it had fighter in the name, it had to be like a sequel (laughs) or something, you know. She was doing her best to support me and to love me, and got me this crazy game that had nothing to do with Street Fighter, but it gave me a whole new set of memories just because it was not what I wanted, it was what I got, and I ended up loving it for that. Like, I played the crap out of that, I, I still play it to this day. I've showed it to my kids, my kids laugh hysterically at how crazy it is and my mom took time away from her day to go search for a game that she knew I loved and she wanted me to have something from that game physically to appreciate to play to cherish and she ended up getting the wrong thing but in the best way like, that game means more to me now, now than Street Fighter ever has. Just because she got it for me. She was trying her best, and she was supporting me. And I, I don't think a lot of people understand how much that actually means. Uh, and being a parent now, that that set the bar high for me, and that set the best example on, on things to do for my kids, you know? I, I try to find their, their interests, and I... Go out, and I try to encourage it in any way. And I I haven't had the opportunity to have a successful failure like that yet, because everything's like, oh well, I know you like this game, so I can get you an Xbox card for it, and you can get it yourself. Uh, like it, it's just incredible the amount of love and support that I think we've all had as gamers, and to hear one story inspires another. And like, I can't thank you enough for sharing that. So, it could inspire me to remember that because it means a lot.
1: I another memory that I would like to bring up in in correlation with what you admit, what you had said about Jack and Dexter was, uh, you and I kind of challenged each other, had a bet, sort of. I don't know that I'd necessarily say it was a bet because we didn't wager anything, but more of a challenge to one another that because I had never played Kingdom Hearts. I'd only seen it, but I had never played it. And me being a PlayStation person, that should have been one of the games that I had played. Uh, And luckily, you know, with modern consoles, they either port them over or they remaster them, and there is a uh, collection called The Story So Far. And we had challenged one another. I can't remember. I think you didn't have Jack and Daxter at the time, but you had Ratchet and Clank. So you said you would give Ratchet and Clank a shot, and I would give Kingdom Hearts a shot. And while I never finished Kingdom Hearts, and I didn't dislike it, it will always be a high memory for me because of how we've discussed. I mean, the game that you and I have discussed the most is between Jack and Daxter and Kingdom Hearts, between one another, how much they mean to us. And to be able to not only see your experiences while playing, but hear your experiences and see it through your eyes, it it changes the whole game because, honestly... Kingdom Hearts as a whole, if I had never had that discussion with you, I may have never tried it, but because we talked about it, that opened up the avenue of how much it meant to my homie, so I need to try and make an effort to try this game, and not only is it easily accessible with, you know, online stores or being able to order things online or just going to GameStop or wherever and grabbing it, uh, it, 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 it was pretty cheap, too. And I remember you had struggles trying to find it, the story so far collection. But I lucked out when I went to my GameStop and they had it. And I remember as soon as I got it, I was like, OK, I have to stream it. I have to let Donnie know that I'm playing it so he can watch it and and he can see it through a new set of eyes. And that's that's one of the best things for me is I've watched Kirk play Ratchet and Clank and I've watched you play Jack and Daxter and to see it through uh, basically uninitiated eyes, a set of eyes that haven't played it or don't have these nostalgia blinders associated with the game and to see someone enjoy it and just love about it and, and talk about it, that, that's what inspired this this whole conversation that you and I are having is just seeing things through other people's eyes and these memories that come from these things.
0: Do you want to know one of the reasons why Kingdom Hearts is such a powerful game for me? Of course. So I'll, I'll try to make this as quick as possible so we can get back to more of your memories. But Kingdom Hearts is the last game that I played with Jeebus Austin. He, you know, I, I was just married. Uh, my my ex is who I married, obviously. <laughs> she She wasn't keen on my friends. We weren't mature. Like, we, we just wanted to have fun. Uh, I'm, I've always been the way that I am now, and she did not like that. Uh, she wanted me to be more businesslike, more professional, you know, something that she could be proud of. And I just wanted to be me. I'm, I'm never going to change. I'm always going to be like this. I've always been like this. He had a strategy guide. I started playing it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I loved the bond between the characters. I, I love how it was worked together. We've got to save each other. We're, we're here for each other. That always meant a lot to me because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. Uh, and the couple friends that I did have were, were near and dear to me. Uh, my parents grew up, well, I, I grew up with my parents being uh, in a steady job and then they would get laid off due to hard times in our area and then they would do whatever they had to do to make ends meet to pay the house payment to put food on the table now that meant that I I typically had clothes and shoes from Kmart Uh, in grade school I grew up having people just relentlessly bully me because it it was either half shoes or half socks sometimes I couldn't have both Uh, I'd show up to school and they'd be like Did you eat your socks for breakfast and then i'd be like no i actually didn't have a chance to eat breakfast that that's how poor we were i mean we weren't super poor but we were poor poor enough that the the kids at my school would pick up on it and they would just tease me and my parents were doing the best that they could my parents are phenomenal people and So to have this bond between Sora, Riku, Kairi reminded me of of the friends that I had in grade school that would stand up for me. I I had a friend, uh, like one of my very first friends that I can remember that stood up for my bullies. His name was Arturo. And he was my first Hispanic friend. And this kid named Nick was picking on me. And Arturo came over and just punched him in the face. And he said, you don't talk to my friend like that. Like, my friend has no control over this. I mean, this is like first grade. And and this kid's already just being this angel. And so when I play this game, I I think about all the friendships I've had, all the people that stood up for me in in hard times and tough times. And I could relate. Like, I would do anything for my friends. My friends would do anything for me. I mean, he got expelled from me. Because Nick was actually the son of a teacher that taught there. And so it just brings me back to all these people who've had, you know, this profound impact on my life and how I look at people, how I treat people. Uh, I, I like to think of myself as a chill guy. I, I like to think of myself as a guy who will, you know, do what I can to support, to protect, you know, all the people that mean the world to me. And to watch these characters on stream struggle with these challenges, like, it just took me back to that. And then to have this this friend that I, I'd known since grade school, he ended up moving schools, and then we got back to being friends in sixth grade, because that's when all the, the schools combined. Like, we were inseparable. We skateboarded together. He was the water boy for my hockey team. And to have him be the last person to come over to my place and play a game with me. Like, that showed a bond that couldn't be broken. And, like, the game... It sounds really stupid, but the game makes me want to cry just because, like, real-life struggles growing apart you know, branching paths, all this stuff, but still having the respect for each other and and wanting to do something with each other and essentially trying to save somebody in one way or another, like save people from loneliness, save people from, you know... I, I don't know, but it's just one of those games that will always just get me and pull me into a world where I've got my friends... And they look out for me, I look out for them. It's how the world should be. You know, working together and and making things better for, for everybody. And that's what my friend did for me. And so that, that game will forever be in my top five just for that alone. And then you add the amazing visuals, you know, a great story. Um, it had great voice acting. Like It was just a gaming cinematic masterpiece. And so... That's why it's top three. And I mean, it got pushed back by Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid because nowadays I was able to stream those games on on Twitch and have the support of, of new friends and new gaming family and people who mean the world to me. And I got to experience those as an adult and know that, you know, I'm still not alone. I'm still surrounded by people who care and who want me to succeed and be successful and so it's new memories as an adult uh great stories great games and it's just incredible what people can do for each other when they want to
1: i i don't think any of that sounds stupid or for lack of a better term goofy it's just weird and amazing to hear that from someone else's mouth. I mean, I obviously have my experiences with games, but it's amazing to hear the attachment that other people form to games and and specific games because we obviously, as we've already talked about, have different experiences and different attachments to different games. But it just, it, it makes it so surreal and weird that we can, through a media outlet, that we can experience and relate to our real life you know, either traumas or uh, memories or experiences. And it's just so heartwarming to hear. And I guess now I have to finish the game. Thank you, Donnie. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, But it's, it's just so sweet. When you get into gaming as a kid, I guess you don't really think about it and dissect these things. You just enjoy it. And then when you think back on it, it can just warm your heart and you can form new experiences with new people. Like, I mean, like I said, you and I challenged each other to play games. And so we have these new experiences with games we've already had experiences with and attachments to so that we can continue to update and adapt our, our memories. They will, will form new memories and new bonds with these games all over again. And it just, it's why we're having this conversation and why you and I wanted to discuss these things because You and I have talked about Jack and Daxter and Kingdom Hearts. We've discussed it. And if anybody's ever in either one of our Twitch chats, we give each other a lot of crap. That's just how Donnie and I are. We joke with each other. And we specifically pick on Kingdom Hearts and Jack and Daxter just because we know we love them and it's funny to us. So we don't actually mean it, but that's just the type of relationship you and I have. And I'll always think fondly of Kingdom Hearts. And like I said earlier, if it hadn't been for you, I probably would have never picked it up. It's always been on that mental list in my head of games I need to play. I just don't ever have the time to play. And because of you and discussing that with you, it bumped way up on my list to the point where I think we discussed our little deal. And the very next day, I was on my phone looking at Walmart and GameStop trying to find this game uh, because Kingdom Hearts 3 had just come out. And my girlfriend had bought it for me for... I can't remember if it was Valentine's day or my birthday or, or something round about that area. And I was like, well, I really feel like I need to, you know, experience the story before I play it. And so i like I said, very next day, I was out looking for this game, the story so far collection because of you.
0: See, and I want to thank the gaming power-ups. I couldn't find the story so far. Anywhere in Utah, GameStop, Um, you know, Sam's Club, Walmart, Target, anywhere. It was all sold out. And the gaming power-ups actually sent me a copy from Canada just because he knew how much the game meant to me. And I I can't thank him enough for that. I can't thank you enough for entertaining the idea to try it just for me. Like That is the highest compliment that I can get. Uh, One of the things about my my gaming nowadays, especially on Twitch, is I play mainly games that I I never had a connection with. Like yesterday I played Boogerman because it was suggested by, by one of my my friends, my viewers, that, you know, they played it growing up. I've been playing Deadly Premonition because somebody had a, a gaming memory with it growing up. Like I want to experience games that have a connection with people. And to share their, their moments, their memories, uh, the best thing about Twitch is the chat. Uh, I'll, I'll be getting into an area, and somebody will be squealing with delight because I'm getting to one of their favorite parts. And I might be struggling, I might be having anxiety over, am I doing it right, am I doing it justice? And, and I say that because when I played Jack and Daxter, I had somebody tell me that I was crapping on their memories. And yes, I brought this up before. That's why I haven't talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I always get nervous when I'm streaming a game that I haven't played that somebody is going to tell me that I'm doing it wrong. That I'm, I'm ruining a memory that they had. You know, it's a game that they, they hold dear. And I want to be able to do it justice. I'm, I'm an all-around gamer. I'm average. And I don't always do everything justice. But I try. Because I want to experience something that means a lot to a viewer, to a friend, to family, and and just gain my own personal experience. Because an experience shared creates a special bond between you and the person that suggested it. I I
1: don't think that you've ever not done a memory justice. And I, I think too many people... When they look at the game, they can't see it through someone someone else's eyes that they haven't experienced it. Um, like Jack and Daxter, uh, I play it about once a year. I always go through it again, and I play through it, and I've streamed it. My playthroughs a handful of times. Um, but I don't think people can disconnect. They're more about them and their memories than trying to share and create new memories. And that's why when I, I popped into this uh, guy's stream the other day, I had about 18 minutes left at work, and I was like, you know what? I, I want to pop into someone new, someone I haven't seen. I want to engage in some new conversations with people. And so I looked up Jack and Daxter. This guy was streaming it. I popped in, and like I do with every stream, I pop in, and I feel the vibe for a few minutes to see if this is the type of person I want to r- interact with. And he seemed like a really good guy, and I was like, all let right, right, let's, uh, let's, let's say hello to him, ask him how he's doing. And so we got to chatting for a little bit, and then he was struggling on a part of the game. And I I try not to offer help unless I know it's welcome, just because I don't want to ruin that experience, that aha moment for someone that we get as gamers. When you're struggling on a part of a game and you just can't figure it out and without looking it up or asking for help and it just happens, that's like, oh, man, I've done it. I've solved this puzzle, this puzzle I've been struggling on. This is great. I feel proud. I feel accomplished. And so, uh, he he just randomly was like, "Hey, if anybody knows what I'm doing wrong, feel free to feel free to give me a shout out because I'm I'm kind of lost at this point." And I just messaged him. I was like, "Oh, so backseat gaming is okay? Like, I don't want to ruin your fun with the game." He's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm completely stuck. If you want to offer advice, and I did, and he played it and he thanked me and he was having a great time." And so. I don't think people can disconnect their memories and and they're being selfish with it and saying things like ruining a childhood memory. I watched you play Jack and Daxter as much as I could. I think I missed one stream out of the series that you did, and I absolutely loved it. I had a blast watching you play it. I, a lot of times with my busy schedule, if someone's streaming and I'm home, I'm either streaming or I'm spending time with my lady and we only get an hour a night together. Or on her days off I try to disconnect from social media and things to spend time with her. And so when someone's streaming, I'll try to pull it up and I'll be like, Hey, what's going on? And you know, hey, I'm lurking. I just wanna say hey and support you. But when you were streaming Jack and Daxter, I let her know I was like, Hey, Donnie's playing this game and she's you're one of the few streamers that I've told like we've discussed and you know, like hey, this is Donnie. I'm going to watch him. She knows you by name, so I don't have to say Grab Life. I just say Donnie now, and she knows. But I was like, Donnie's playing Jack and Daxter. I'm going to watch him and, and, you know, chat with him. And, And she's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And watching you play that was such a fun, wholesome experience because, like I said, I replay that every year, so I know that back to front. And watching someone new experience this for the first time is such a heartwarming thing because you're going in it with I mean, maybe you've watched reviews or read things, but you're going in it with a a clean slate, an empty mind. You didn't know what you would think of it other than, you know, that I had recommended it and other people may have said things about it. But it's such a rewarding and heartwarming thing to watch someone for the first time create memories and to see them create memories and you know it's happening. And you're just like, wow, that that is a beautiful thing right there.
0: Well, first off, I'm gonna say I'm extremely honored that you know you, your lady knows me is Donnie and not just Grab Life. Oh, of course. Like, thank thank you for inviting me into your life in in that way. I also wanna wanna thank you for your support and for just being a, a beautiful human being because your your words right there like hit me because you you never know when you hit that live button how it's going to be or if people are going to enjoy it to hear that you liked what i was doing enough to make it a priority like i'm just speechless like and that's when i know it's a great game it's a game that means a lot to you and I'm so happy that you were the inspiration behind me trying it. Because I did enjoy it. I I do want to start from scratch on it, just because I've only played it the one time. And I'm still so unfamiliar with it. And I'd like to get to a point where I could play it and and not struggle.
1: I would love for you to play it experience it at your own pace and hopefully you don't have that repeat situation where someone comes in and is a total butt to you because you were the first streaming buddy i'd ever had you were the first person that supported me and you were the first streamer that i actually not only followed but went in and tried to adjust my schedule because back at that point I was on third shift, so I got to watch you all the time. So I would try to watch or watch your VODs or uh, support in any way I can. And now uh, the unfortunate part of life is you and I have very similar streaming schedules. So you and I don't get to catch each other a whole lot.
0: Either I get to catch
1: the beginning and you get to catch the end of mine. we, We have this flip flop where I get like 10 or 15 minutes to watch you begin and you get like 10 or 15 minutes to watch me end and, you without a doubt and I'm not just saying this are one of my favorite streamers not because of what you play but because of you as a person you are entertaining and you are engaging with your chat at all times and I think people get into streaming for the wrong reasons sometimes they get into play a game and they get into make money whereas with some streamers when you watch them you can just tell they're in it to meet people to converse and create new memories and that's 100% what you are you you engage with everybody and you take the time to break down each person's chat and actually discuss and have conversations with things. And then like the other day when I popped in and we were discussing kind of something sad that had happened recently for me and it made me laugh. And, uh, uh, I hope it's okay to name drop someone on here. Uh, Slaz, he happened to redeem your grabbing life at the time in which we were discussing what was sad and it was great that he did because it made me laugh. You reacting with your channel and your channel point redemption, yelling, grabbing life, like it cracked me up right then. And I was like, "Wow, that was ill time, but that really got me."
0: <laughs> well, I I am completely blushing. Uh, I, I rarely do I get speechless, but you you have me speechless right now. I as much as I hate the fact that. You know, our our schedules are the way that they are right now, so we're basically on at the same time. I love it because you stream longer than I do, so I am able to send raids over to you because not only do I love you as a person, I love you as a streamer. I I love the way that you engage, I, I love the conversation that you have, you are so similar to me, not as crude, not as inappropriate, <laughs> but I mean... I love supporting you in any way that I can. Uh, you are one of the people that I've watched from you know, that very first stream that I can be like this this guy is legit. Like, th- this guy is who streamers should aspire to be because of the way that you interact. Like I said, when when I came in, I didn't like Madden. I mean, I've, I've got a couple Madden games. I've played with my little brother occasionally, you know, back in PS3 days, but it it's not a game for me because i'm not into the foosball because like i said foosball is the devil <laughs> but just the way that you interacted drew me in i i knew that you were legit i knew that you were the real deal i knew that you were in it for the right reasons that you wanted to share memories and experiences just like i do and it it gave us this bond where the reason why I can give you crap about Jack and Daxter, the reason why you can give me crap about kingdom hearts is because we've got like this brother relationship where if we didn't tease each other, I would think that there was something wrong. Like what, what did I do? What did I do to upset him? You know, I, I would consciously think about my interactions with you and, and ponder, did I do something, you know, to upset him yeah. because I care about you. Um, uh, Like I I think this would be a great time for you to introduce your your socials so that people can find you because they need to. They they need to have the same interaction with you that I have. Well, to return the speechlessness, it's not often that I
1: get speechless over situations. So thank you for the kind words, and you will always be my beautiful blue-eyed BBKF. And I don't, we don't use that lightly uh, when we call each other that. It means if you don't know what it means, I'm not going to tell you. That's something you'll have to figure out on your own. But it, it definitely is a very high praise that I give Donnie. Um, but as far as my socials go, over on Twitch, I am the Tomorrow Night, no uh, underscores or anything. And then over on Twitter, I am at Tomorrow Night underscore. And then over on Instagram, I'm the underscore tomorrow night.
0: Now, that's tricky. Yes. Just because, I mean, the the same reason for me. Uh, Well, not the same reason for me. Because mine on on Twitter, I'm different just because they wouldn't allow for my long freaking name. Yep. But yours, the, the tomorrow night, for those of you who don't know, who might be wondering, that's Terry McGinnis. That's yep. Batman Beyond. like, And that's another thing that you and I have in common. Is, is the love of Batman. And so... Go find him. Go show him some love. Uh, we're, we're running out of time here right now. So if you're down... I would love to have a part two. Because I've enjoyed the heck out of this conversation. And I'm hoping... That it doesn't take us another year to get our schedules
1: <laughs> uh,
0: to meet so so we can c- continue this conversation. Because, like I said, I think this is fantastic because things that you said have sparked memories for me. And to me, that's priceless. Because if it wasn't for conversations like this, these are memories that I wouldn't think about. And they might disappear. And I don't want that to happen because I cherish all my memories especially gaming memories that I get to create with some of the best people I've ever met.
1: I am 100% down for a part two. And and just like you said, in, in the time that we've been discussing this, I've gone back to my notes and added three or four games in which I have memories with and how I got them or what have you. But I would love to do a part two and continue to discuss this and learn more about you and your memories.
0: Well, We will definitely get something in the works. Uh, If possible, I'd like it to be one of the first episodes in January, in the new year. So if you want, we can start planning, uh, making certain that we can line up in January and and produce an episode then. Until then, everybody, seriously, go follow him. He is my BBKF. Um, If you really must know what that means, if you don't already know... Uh, is from Jane Silent Bob. It's not anything I can say on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> i I anything goes on Twitch, but as everybody knows, I try to keep this family friendly just because gaming is a family to me is one of the most important things in my life. It's always been a staple, whether it's been my grandparents, you know my my dad's dad watching me play Adventure Island. Uh, My grandma supporting me, you know, rushing to my house to pick me up, take me back to her place so I could watch a VHS of information on the new Donkey Kong Country game that was coming out on Super Nintendo. It's just something. I've always had the support from family. I want to keep that vibe. Uh, I I play games with my kids. My kids share the episodes with their friends. Uh, I have my kids on episodes every now and again Uh, and i want to keep that vibe so wikipedia go watch jay and silent bob strike back whatever you must do if you need to know what bbkf stands for or come ask either one of us in our streams and once again how can people find you easiest and best way i have all my
1: socials linked on my instagram or on my uh, twitch so just look up the tomorrow night and you will find them all
0: well, my beautiful brother, thank you so much for taking time out of your Saturday to have this conversation with me and I love all my conversations with all my guests but this one is extremely special for me because memories are something that we should cherish. Memories are something that we should share because it's our personal history and I I strongly believe that Things that have affected us, things that we have gone through and experienced, can help other people. Uh, Maybe remember something good and get them out of a funk. Or they they can realize that they had similar experiences and maybe they weren't as weird as people were telling them when they were growing up. Because kids are brutal. uh, And all of us needs that little light to keep us going. So memories power that for me. And so I I can't thank the Tomorrow Night enough for being the one to really open me up with what I dealt with, with, you know, why I love Kingdom Hearts and just gaming memories in general. My connection with Guitar Hero, uh, connecting through other people's memories and experiences that they have in games. It's seriously so powerful. And so thank you so much. And everybody should go show him some love because... Like he said, BBKF is not something we just throw around loosely. Like That's specifically just for the Four Knight and just for myself. I've never seen him say it to anybody else. I'll never say it to anybody else. It's just something that we have earned together because I respect him so much.
1: I want to really quickly thank you uh, for not only inviting me, but also for the extremely engaging and amazing, heartwarming conversation. Um, But also let you know that I think because of this podcast, I finally have what I'm going to update your command to. Oh, really? I do. Because you have beaten Jack and Daxter. That's That's a lie now.
0: It's true, and it's been alive for quite a while, and I didn't realize it until I popped in your stream and hit my command, and I'm like, hey, hold on, wait a minute. (laughs) But seriously, thank, thank you again.
1: I'm honored, and I'm glad, beyond glad, that we finally got our schedules to match up because we have been trying and trying and trying for well over a year, almost two years at
0: this point, to get this done. Well, it took way too long, but it was definitely worth the wait in my opinion oh I 100% agree so much love to you but we are going to end it there so go drop my BBKF some love Uh, follow him on on Twitch for sure Uh, go check out his Instagram he gives alerts on when he goes live Uh, go check out his Twitter Uh, if you don't have Instagram that's another way to keep up with him and find out when he's going live and just show him all the love in the world he's an exceptional human being and an average game player. How dare you. (laughs) That's my brother from another mother, but we are (laughs) going to call it. So thank you so much for joining us, but peace. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor to have this conversation with you tomorrow night. As we've explained many times throughout this episode, gaming memories are something that are meant to be shared. Meant to inspire other people to recall the the memories that they've cherished, that they've experienced. And just relive everything. Gaming is a simpler time, and it brings back so much joy in our lives. With the experience that we have by ourselves, or that we share with our friends, our family, our loved ones, gaming memories are a powerful tool. If you want to be involved in the conversation, if you want to share any memories of your own, uh, hit us up either myself or the tomorrow night, would be more than happy to hear from you, especially if anything that we said makes you recall a memory that you cherish, something that you hold dear. So you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, just grab life by the controller pretty much everywhere, except for, of course, Twitter is glbtc appreciate all the love, support. I've been adding new information to the Patreon. Slowly but surely, we are building the content there, making it worthwhile for people to see what goes on behind the streams, behind the scenes, uh, outtakes, anything and everything. Uh, Just want to have a good time. So, without further ado, we're going to end it right there. So, uh, yeah, peace. We out.